Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Good evening, folks. It's time for our Thursday episode of It's News to Us, our daily podcast taking a look at the day's top stories, although quite often we all uh, often talk about the story from the night before that we didn't mention in the podcast the day before because it happened after uh after uh, the the we did the uh, the day it before, makes podcast. a heck of a lot of sense, even though you know. <laughs> and you know what? Really, that intro didn't make a whole lot of sense. Let me, <laughs> let me put it to you this way: it's our daily podcast, but often we're talking about the stories that broke after we did the podcast. The often day before. we go we go retro. It's the cooler way to say yes, it. Yes, yes. <laughs> that was that was. This is just proof that I do not write out these uh, opens as I do this right. podcast. So. Um, but anyways, we're going to begin with one of those stories that happened yesterday, actually, uh, last evening. Um, and we sent, uh, David who has the day off today, so he won't be here to talk about it, but I've, you know, I've talked to him a little bit about what, what went on. Um, David went to the, um, meeting that the police chief held in the second precinct, the so-called, uh, conversation, uh, with Richmond residents, um, supposedly it was going to be in part about the alleged mass shooting plot. But one, people weren't able to ask questions directly. They had to put them on note cards. And two, the chief didn't answer any questions that had to deal with the alleged mass shooting plot. So it was a conversation, but it wasn't much of a conversation. Which is kind of perplexing because when they had that meeting behind closed doors, I thought the takeaway from that was the communication needed to be better. And the reason this meeting was held in the first place was because there was a whole lot of communication mix-ups about the alleged plot. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'm not so sure these problems have been resolved. I don't think they have. I, now, to be honest with you, I am not surprised. I'm going to, you know, that that this is the way the meeting went. I was not expecting police to reveal a great deal about right. uh, the alleged plot, just for investigative purposes. Um, and the police department, for good, for bad, or for whatever, has been hesitant for a long time. Um, you know, it's especially with the uh, the new um, the new PR staff, the new uh, you know public relations staff. Um, they've been much more hesitant to to um, to answer questions or have people answer questions directly. Um, there was a time where, where the police department, the Richmond Police Department, was much more um, available to answer questions, and that is not the case now. So this sort of fits in with the pattern that we've seen from from Richmond Police. Yeah, and it was just odd. I mean, I guess people who got there were presented with a note card and said, "Write your question for the chief, and then we'll put it in a hat or something like that." Or how did that work? I that that I don't I don't I do know that they were put on note cards. I don't know exactly how it was was uh, handled as soon as they got in or how you know. Yeah. And to be fair, they this wasn't going to be. Hey, we're going to let the public question you on mass on the mass shooting plot, and that's it. I mean, there were people who brought up crimes in their own neighborhood, and that's you know people sure. taking advantage of of the opportunities they had. Right, and absolutely they should. And now there are going to be additional ones. It'll be interesting to see how these additional ones do, in fact, play out. 
Um, yeah. So you know, it'll be it would be interesting to see. Um, moving on from 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 that story, and actually, there was another meeting last night uh, in Hanover um, that I you know I, I wanted to address. Um, where the board of supervisors met and there's some controversy going on between uh, the board of supervisors and the school board and potential um, legal violations, potentially from a school board member. Um, We want to get into this story here at at RVA. Um, Part of the issue is just resources. And part of it is there's a lot going on behind closed doors that takes time to sort of work its way out. But long story short, um, I can tell you that the Board of Supervisors is looking to remove a school board member, potentially, for potential release of student information to um, the organization that helped the school board craft the transgender policy uh, that was just recently approved. So, And during this presentation made to the board this board member's name was not revealed is that That, right that is correct we do know that it's supposedly from previous meeting a supposed long time school board member now i will tell you there is one member that has been on the board for a long time and the rest have been appointed within the last decade or so yeah because i don't necessarily feel comfortable in a situation where i haven't done the full reporting to name that person, I'm not going to, but I oh, will say you can, yeah. you can, you can do some math on your own. That is kind of what I was leading to because um, I noticed that when during the intro to this, you didn't necessarily say the board member, and I don't want to make sure that I personally had the latest update on that and the fact that they hadn't named it yet. Yeah, yet no. it was a longtime member. Yeah, no, they they have not named him in in public. Um, yeah. but I mean and and also if you go other places where they've been able to do the deeper dig, um, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. you you can find I mean, it, it, once once you, you know, figure out who's been there a long time, yeah. you can figure it out. It's also the same person who had the conversations with the the organization. Yeah. You know, so you can you can do the math. We're not going to name that here. Um, but, you know, we, we would like to get in that story further. We believe you deserve more information. It's it's just a matter of being able to sit down and do the reporting. So yeah. mm-hmm. and we, we owe it to you to do that reporting to, right. to, you right. know, to, to move forward on that story. So move, moving on to other stories, it was really newsy uh, Thursday, to be honest with you. And well, Wednesday and Thursday, I should say. Um Lee Boyd Malvo. Wow, that's a name I haven't heard in forever in a day. Yeah, that's a once again wayback machine name. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard him in, in regards to, uh, to to some recent court cases in Maryland, but not not anything here in Virginia. Uh, but apparently, last month he was denied parole. So I, you should probably explain why this is news because you just said he was denied parole last month. Well, and that's because we don't find about out about parole decisions until they're posted on the parole board website and they just list a huge amount of names. It's not like they go in and say, hey, look, Lee Boyd Malvo. Um, yeah. So you got to go through and, and dig through. Uh, but his name is on the August list of decisions. Um, basically, they considered him still to be a risk to the community. Um, they believe that it would diminish the seriousness of the crimes and um, that uh, they believe he deserves to serve more time. And for those who are thinking, Lee Boyd Malvo, how do I remember that name? He's one of the two guys uh, that was involved in the 2002 yeah. D.C. sniper shootings that actually hit 
uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, areas that they hit was uh, in in Ashland. Right. 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 Ponderosa. Yeah. Ponderosa. I don't remember what's there now. We we actually had this discussion. Ponderosa uh, is not there. I can yeah, the, pretty much uh, guarantee you it was, it was along. Uh, that was 54. I think. Was, yeah. Route 54. Route 54. Road. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, right near right near where it meets 95. Um, right. mm-hmm. Of course, my, my personal uh, experience now, well, sort of with the snipers um, was when they used the phone. Uh, well, what was then a pay phone at the Exxon? Yeah, this tells you how long ago this was. <laughs> the Exxon, Exxon at uh, Broad and Parham. Right. And I stood in the rain at an intersection in the middle of the intersection, which is now where Buzz, uh, near where Buzz and Ned's is now. Yep. Um, well, so, it's right across the street from, right from Buzz and Ned's. The, it's a, the pay phones where the Exxon is currently and i believe that was a fuddruckers when that oh yes make sure how you speak be careful you say that name that's fuddruckers our clean designation yes exactly fuddruckers well i forgot about fuddruckers yes but but um you know interesting story about that phone booth i went to the museum back when the museum existed okay which was a cool place but very cool place and they had an exhibition um on the fbi and fbi investigations and that phone was in the fbi exhibition you know in in the museum and i turned to my my daughter who was with me at the time i said you know what the funny thing is is that my fingerprint probably is on that phone somewhere because <laughs> well, i've you, used that phone before <laughs> you could find out from the fbi if that's the case yes so <laughs> so but anyway so lee Bell, boyd malvo was denied uh denied parole and again you're wondering okay so he was the cyber you know he, he was one of the snipers and the other one received the death penalty and was executed in 2009 how is he eligible for parole already yeah. well that's because of a 2020 law change which allowed uh people who were convicted for crimes as children who were serving uh long-term sentences to be considered for a parole because and long story short, the Supreme Court also made this um, the case, um, it, you know, with a decision back in the, the early uh, early 2010s. Yeah. Um, but also the state brought in it a little bit to, to make it um, eligible for kids who, who committed serious crimes. Perhaps maybe they weren't as mentally developed at the time to, yeah. to potentially be eligible. Well, for he certainly was mentored by Muhammad. Yeah. So, someone... His- to use term, perhaps yeah to, to use a term that 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 gets used far too often this these yeah. days and for for things that aren't necessarily what they're grooming he was yeah. basically oh, yeah. groomed to be yeah. a sniper oh yeah um and uh how old was he during in 2002 lee malvo oh i want to say he was 15, 16 15. it was okay. it was 15 16 17 somewhere yeah. in the, it was it was it was mid to late teens yeah he was he was definitely a minor for sure yes absolutely absolutely um, and I actually think for the Ashland shooting that they determined he was the shooter um, in that yeah. one, if, yeah. if, if I remember correctly. And for those who don't remember, they were shooting basically uh, out of the trunk of a, of a vehicle. A square that was like pretty much in the back of their station wagon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it, it was it was it was it was it was a crazy time in 2002. For, oh, the, yeah. for those who don't remember or didn't live here, it was a crazy. It time. was a very honestly scary time. Yes. Yeah. I mean, people, people were scared about pumping gas, yep. um, you know, walking in, walking out in the, the, you know, it, the one of the incidents happened at a Fredericksburg gas station. Yes. At a home Depot, I think yep. once too, yep. uh, mm-hmm. like you said, Ponderosa, 
that was one of the first ones at the Home Depot up in Maryland, I think. And then, yeah, I, well, I think it was a Home Depot in in in, in Spotsylvania as well. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. There was a guy getting off a bus. I remember yeah. too. It, it was it was just random. Yeah, random things. Yeah, random shooting. It's like there was no. It wasn't like a serial shooting. It was totally random. Yeah, and remember too also that this was literally like a year after nine eleven. Nine eleven. Yeah. So it, yeah, it was like every fall we had something crazy happen for a yeah. series of years. Well, Two thousand three so. was Isabel. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it was just it was it, every fall something happened. So welcome to our trip down memory lane. Yeah. So, anyways, we've been doing this far too often lately, especially with the the queen, the queen, and of course nine eleven, and now yeah. now the now the sniper. Um, parole uh, decision. So um, moving on, other stories that we covered, uh, Chesterfield police, gosh, they're dealing with three three fatals on Ironbridge in the last week. Basically, they're just saying we, we're getting out there. We're trying to keep an eye on the road. What's going on basically is you got people speeding, uh, people maybe misusing the ways that they're getting around, be it bikes or motorcycles, according to police. I'm not, you know, putting blame on, on bicyclists. Um People driving when they shouldn't be, people driving at a high rate of speed. Um, and also, it's an area that's completely under construction as well. I know I drive it every day. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a combination of bad factors. Well, I mean, it's a pretty congested area, too. I mean, the government yeah. complex is there, yeah. Elsie Bird High School, you know. Yeah, there's just a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff going on there, for sure. Yeah. So, so, but they're, they're keeping an eye on it and they're asking people, please behave, let people merge, yeah. you know, you know, drive slowly. Remember the rules of the road, be kind. And and in two of these cases, there were people driving, uh, driving on revoked licenses. If you can't, if you don't have a license, don't drive. Don't drive. Yes. Yeah. Um, in fact, in fact, they're still tough. looking for the guy in the most recent one who is driving a dump truck and were involved in a fatal accident with a motorcycle. And then the guy, um, according to police, fled the scene. So was the guy up. driving the drum truck or driving on a revoked license? Revoked license and uh, didn't have a commercial license. So how he was driving a dump truck. So is, chances are this dump truck might have been stolen. If you I, uh, well, the, the, that was not one of the, I'm not going to put that out there. That was not one of the allegations or charges okay. he faces. I don't know how you, you drive, a, unless it was maybe a license to drive one. Yes. Unless, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't I don't know how you get from A to B, and I'm not yeah. going to speculate. So. No, no, no. I shouldn't have said that, but but I mean, it's just I mean it just goes through my mind. It's like well, if you no, it, yeah. under, understood. But yeah, we're not going <laughs> we're not going to speculate here. No, no. Um, so moving on to other modes of transportation. Hey, trains don't have to yeah. worry about them. Good news. <laughs> yeah, that's real good news uh, because of the uh, rail strike that was averted overnight. Um, there were some people who, and let's face it, some people in the Richmond area, they drive up to Fredericksburg, take the VRE and work in the D.C. area. Uh, and they were wondering how the heck they were going to get to work on Friday if the rail strike happened because VRE wasn't going to run. And a lot of people are, you know, kind of breathing a sigh of relief now that the rail strike's been reverted. So uh, VRE is put out a, a notification today that says starting tomorrow, which would have been the day that the rail strike would have happened. Uh, they will be um, not that they weren't on a full schedule today, but they'll be continuing to be on a full schedule tomorrow. No disruptions whatsoever. Yeah. And everything will run normally tomorrow. So, you know, just think of if there was a rail strike and VRE was not running, how much more of a gridlock 95 would be North yeah. of Fredericksburg. Right. And, yeah, and, pretty scary and, to think. And you may or may not know this right off the top of your head, but 
Um, I believe VRE this month is offering people free trips into DC. They're trying to, to gin up even more um, oh, wow. usage. So this would have been horrible to impact yeah. the month that they were planning to try and get as many people as possible on the train. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. And in addition, uh, there's some uh, long distance routes that uh, run through Virginia and Richmond um, with Amtrak with Amtrak and Amtrak is in the process. Now you may remember yesterday that Amtrak made the decision to start canceling those long distance routes starting today. But um you know, since that that uh, agreement was made overnight and Amtrak is trying to get in contact with people who might have been affected by today's cancellations of the routes and say, you can rebook maybe as early as this evening. Yeah. Uh, and so they're working to get those back. And there's a grand total. There's the Silver Star, the Silver Meteor, which run from New York to Miami, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the Carolinian, which actually ends up in Charlotte that runs to Richmond. Yeah. There's the Palmetto, which you would think would stop in South Carolina, yeah. but actually goes to Savannah, Georgia. Gotcha. Which runs through Richmond. Also, the auto train runs through Richmond, which yeah. goes from Lorton, Virginia to Sanford, Florida. So, you know, VREs like all systems are go tomorrow. Amtrak still trying to get back to normal after preemptively canceling the long distance routes today. And of course, the reason for that is because uh, everything south of D.C., um, you know, that Amtrak runs on is Freightline, not not their own tracks. That's correct. That's part of the reason why we're building some new tracks in uh, Northern Virginia to help uh, aid in the number of trains going up to Northern Virginia. Right. So and if strike would have happened, people would have thought, how come this couldn't have been built sooner? Yeah. Because <laughs> you can't just put tracks down in a day. No, you cannot. Yes. This is not an overnight thing. No, no, exactly. Um, and um, final story. Um, and this is actually big story, relatively important story, but because everything else is going on, we're, we've <laughs> left it for last. Um yeah. They've started the uh, bivalent vaccines, and you've got some news on monkeypox from the health. Uh, from yeah, the, from uh, Virginia, uh, or the Richmond Henrico Health Department had a, a, a meeting today. Uh, they were talking about uh, now pharmacies, doctors' offices for the past couple of weeks have had the bivalent boosters since they've been approved, but the Richmond Henrico Health District now has them as of Wednesday. So uh, they had preliminary numbers of you know, what the demand has been like. And they were pretty much at full, I, I can't remember the term that they use, but they were full and busy yesterday with their uh, doling out of the bivalent boosters. Now, they also say that they hope that the demand continues. And they understand that some people may have some vaccine fatigue. It's like, yeah. well, you know, we keep getting these vaccines and stuff like that. But now we're going to be on the schedule like every year, like the flu shot. And so they, they're hoping that the numbers stay pretty good for the next few weeks. And they, they encourage people to make appointments, whether it be now you have to make an appointment, at, I think, at your pharmacy or your doctor's office. But, you know, at the health district, they had some walk-ins that they didn't turn away any of them. And they were fortunate they didn't have to. But they encourage you, if you're going to get your uh, bivalent booster shot at the health district, that you should uh, call ahead for an appointment. And monkeypox, they said that uh, the numbers are trending a little downward. Now, they weren't that 
alarming to begin with because the monkeypox, as mentioned before on many different podcasts, yeah. you know, you know, it's it's not a it's not something that's spread through the air. It's something, yeah. you know, bodily fluids, stuff like that. And it's, you know, a high risk uh, group of people that they were targeting for vaccines early on. Uh, they also say that the demand for vaccines has kind of waned a little bit. So they're hoping that that trend continues in that direction. Oh, understood. Understood. So like I said, again, a busy, busy Thursday, um, you know, uh, for, for news uh, and a busy Wednesday evening into Thursday, <laughs> right? Thursday right. morning. So big, big day for big day for news. Um, but that's basically all that we have for you today. Of course, he's Jeff Stapleton and I'm Matt Demley. We'll, of course, be here Friday with all the news uh, that may break tonight and uh, for, for tomorrow as well. So, But that has been the latest episode of its news to us. Again, we'll see you tomorrow. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 